Every time I sit down to record, it just feels so surreal. <laughs> Hello, again. <laughs> episode two. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you mean episode two? Like what? I have a podcast. Who am I? <laughs> it's settling in. It's settling in. Hmm. I'm glad you guys are enjoying episode one. Um, I appreciate the feedback, the support, even if it's just a like or a share. Dude, honestly, if you listen to it, it's perfect. <laughs> it has served its purpose. Funny story. I, uh, I have enough content for five episodes in total, right? And I have all this stuff quite organized because, as I've mentioned, I've had this idea of creating a podcast in March. And I actually recorded the stuff that I do have, like in May. And I organized it right away, put it into folders and everything. And so after I published the first episode, mind you, I haven't listened to any of the material since you know the time that it was recorded in may and so i sit down to uh, start editing episode two and i go to my documents and sure enough episode one episode three episode four episode five like the folders but episode two just does not exist and i'm like what <laughs> what do you mean it does not exist and so upon just looking through everything, um, there is no episode two folder, which is so strange. So here I am recording <laughs> episode two, which I thought is so interesting how that worked out. I honestly don't remember what I recorded for episode two. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't have like a rigid structure for this stuff this is meant to be like my stream of thoughts if that makes sense it's meant to be more flowing than a lecture if you know just taking a moment to feel the gratitude pouring out of my chest for all you wonderful ears listening oh that's so weird to say I guess y'all are the conscious cuddlers or something like that. <laughs> Dude, what? <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. I'm just feeling grateful for whoever's listening. That's cool. It's like really cool that you guys are listening to me. To my voice. <laughs> it's like really funny to me because i'm just big chilling in my bedroom like big chilling at my desk and there's people listening to me right now is that crazy like what is time how is time like well time is an illusion how is time a concept how is time a thing if i'm speaking to a microphone yet there's people listening to me right now like, as I say that word now, you know what I'm saying? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that so bizarre? It's just my stream of thoughts. Having introduced Cosmo and Astro, 
my two wonderful get the cats um i think it's fair that i introduce myself so this episode will be dedicated to me myself and i i wanted to i guess address more of like why am i the way i am if you don't know me personally or maybe i give off this vibe that i'm quite spiritual i don't remember if i mentioned that in the previous episode but i think you kind of yeah yeah kind of picked up on the vibe you know i wanted to i guess share a little bit of my background as to like have i always been this way why am i this way the way that i am <laughs> growing up i was always i always felt different <laughs> but i really had a strong feeling of that um i felt like i didn't belong like just living really i wasn't able to concentrate like in school i was i was a weird kid but fun <laughs> not trying to bash on little me here i love you dearly you're incredible but i was always intrigued by like the dead the concept of dying was actually comforting to me as a little girl because it was inevitable it was like that one thing that you knew it would just it was there why i i didn't really like i understood that people were afraid of death but many me didn't understand that fear i didn't feel that fear towards death i felt it more of like as it was as if it was a friend to me like death was a friend to me how do i explain that so growing up i always felt like i had one foot in the real world and the other foot in the spirit world literally i had my first out of body experience when i was five or six years old so this out of body experience i remember telling this story to like my classmates in grade school too trying to understand it but also trying to see if anyone could relate to it as well you know what i'm saying because these experiences are very personal and i don't i don't feel like they're talked about enough but that could also be because they don't happen to people as often you know but anyway so I woke up in the middle of the night and I am in the hallway. I look to my left and I see the bedroom and then I look down the hallway to the right and I see myself sleeping on the couch. And that was that. I was out of my body, obviously, because I saw myself, but I also heard like my parents being like, yo, like, where's Marianka? What, what's going on up in here? And they got up to look for me. I'm thinking that I slept, walked, and I laid down on the couch and I fell asleep or whatever, like on the couch. And then I guess like my body wanted to go back to the bedroom or my spirit or something. And I was on my way to the bedroom, except not in my body. <laughs> I guess that could 
give you guys a great understanding as to why I was always like, whoa, wait, why? So there's more. Um, I was always intrigued by ghosts, ghost stories, abandoned buildings. I loved like ghost towns. Like, ooh, I want, there's, there's spirits in there. I feel it. I know it. And then growing up, I would have these like night terrors. I don't recall it at all. I have no recollection as in like no dreams, nothing. But I would literally wake up in the middle of the night screaming bloody murder, like just screaming at the top of my lungs. And like, wow, this is, holy shit. I don't think I've ever said this aloud, damn. <laughs> um, this is crazy. I like this. I like this podcast. I get to talk about the weird stuff. <laughs> Around that time, I was also like really, really devoted to my religion. I was raised Catholic. And to be fair, uh, I had a troubled childhood. So like doing all these prayers it just felt really good doing them, honestly. Like, I remember sitting on my bunk bed, like, opening the religion book, going to the back where, like, all the glossary of all the prayers were, and I just remember reciting them, like, saying them out loud, saying them in my mind, and I don't know, it just felt really good doing that. There's something special about, something special about prayer in general, like, divination, you know, that connection to source, that connection to spirit. If you haven't developed that connection, I highly recommend. It's a journey. It really is. It's an interesting one, too, because it's just so unique to each and every person. And then in that apartment that we lived in, I had, like, a few instances where I, I felt like there was a presence in the home, and that spooked me a lot. Like, I was really scared of feeling these things because nobody else felt them and I didn't really have anybody to like talk to about these things so very internalized like fear and just like I was a very anxious child too and I actually I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I had a keyboard so I played piano uh, and I would see like the keys moving this is also like the middle of the night so I suppose your eyes can play tricks on you but I genuinely felt like there was like something there like a presence like it you know when you're like chilling in a coffee shop and you know there's like people around you you feel it I don't know how else to explain this but there was nobody living in the upstairs um, apartment it was empty for a long time and we lived on the first floor and I just remember like waking up in the middle of the night and it sounded like there was a rocking chair just above me like rocking back and forth or or maybe like it was like water dripping or something and that would happen often in that apartment and it scared the living shit out of me <laughs> so yeah no duh i was obsessed with ghosts are you kidding me like i was dealing with them on a day-to-day -day basis all right they were like what's up and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i didn't really know how to navigate through that other than like really like i curiosity was definitely there but i was also very scared <laughs> so we moved to a different place and i remember that apartment <laughs> oh boy <laughs> mm, let me tell you 
that is when I started, like, it kind of got intense. I remember something, something woke me up in the middle of the night. And you know how sometimes you wake up because you need to pee or you need to drink water in the middle of the night, right? Well, I literally felt like somebody, like, touched my shoulder, like, hey, like, like they, you know, they tapped me. I just woke up, I turn around, I open my eyes, and, like, right in front of me is this, like, imagine a face that's been burnt. So it's just red and, like, gooey, nasty, and you just see the the whites of the eyes, like, looking right back at me. And this face was, I like, I swear to goodness, like, two, three inches away from mine. Upon seeing that, I shat a brick. (laughs) I turned to the other side of my bed and I literally hid under my covers. I was freaking shaking. This was, I'm pretty sure this was fifth or sixth grade. I like physically saw something that was otherworldly. Like, it wasn't human, you know what I'm saying? And it's interesting because the area that I lived in, uh, there was Indian burial grounds, like, down the road. Go figure. I started experiencing sleep paralysis. I don't remember the first time I had it, but I think it started, like, freshman year of high school. Um maybe like seventh eighth grade here and there if you guys don't know what that is let me give you a quick explanation i'm pretty sure it's like think of it as the process of falling asleep right your consciousness kind of dwindles away your body relaxes and you take off well so i would experience falling asleep except my mind wouldn't shut off. So my body would fall asleep, it would lift off, but my consciousness was still there, like I was still conscious. What does that mean? Uh, That means that my body was, like my body felt numb and it was asleep. It's like I had no control over it. Uh, It wouldn't move, it felt heavy and my conscious mind was awake so it's like you're a prisoner of like a quote-unquote dead vessel dead body um and i would have like auditory hallucinations it was like a trip dude it was a freaking trip oh my lord that was intense yo I honestly have no idea how, like, what got me through it. That was insane. Senior year, it, like, picked up so much so that I I wasn't sleeping at all. Like, I was afraid to fall asleep because the second I would lay my head down, like, a flip of a switch, I didn't even have to wait, like... I would feel myself falling asleep, slipping, and my body's numb, and I am in this limbo. And it was scary. It was really scary. I never opened my eyes because I knew that I could hallucinate things, like, physically. So I just, like, I avoided that at all costs. So that started happening, and then 
I was hospitalized twice. Um, I was severely depressed and suicidal and I was put on medication. Um, I actually didn't finish senior year. Uh, they took me out of school for that reason. Um, and then I finished like whatever credits I had left online and I got my diploma, but I wasn't, I didn't cross the stage or anything, uh, because I was just, I couldn't, I wasn't capable of doing that. There's a lot going on in my life at that time as well. Uh, and just, it's just really heavy. Everything was very heavy and honestly numb. I was numb more than anything. I didn't feel anything. I just, I just wanted to freaking kaput. <laughs> You know, it's a very dark time of my life. And that darkness continued. It just kind of, it didn't soften. The only thing that kind of s slowed down was the sleep paralysis. And, and it became a little bit more bearable. But I was still very much like a, an empty shell of a human for a while after that. So when I was hospitalized, I was put on... A bunch of medication and I noticed amongst other things I was diagnosed with like ADD ADHD um, and which yeah duh <laughs> um, so I was put on Adderall and the interesting part is that I would I would take Adderall <laughs> before I was prescribed it and it would help me focus, uh, and I would get work done. When I was prescribed this, I was very happy because I didn't have to be, like it was covered for one, two. It like genuinely helped me get through the day. Like if I didn't, if I didn't take it, I was not functioning at all. Like it was, it felt like I was walking through thick, thick mud, which sucked, it sucked. Ugh. Gosh, it's like so bad. On top of like antidepressants and sleep medication, because again, like I couldn't sleep. I was literally afraid to sleep because of the sleep paralysis. It was like a, a nice cocktail I was on of medication. So having these like sleep paralysis episodes was whack, but there was this one specific oh my god this was freaking nuts guys oh my like y'all don't understand how oh my god this is crazy freaking nuts i was battling demons like dead ass like i'm not even joking y'all it's freaked up oh my god it's insane i don't think many people knew about this either i don't know there's there's a lot going on a lot of moving parts a lot of moving parts going on in that point of my life okay well all the experiences during that time what i have gathered what i became very conscious of was this almost like in between space think of stranger things right the show and think of the upside down that's exactly exactly to the t where I would find myself and every time I would slip, slip into this um, paralysis state. Uh, and the thing about this paralysis state is like, yeah, my body was completely numb and I couldn't feel it, but 
sometimes I was able to like mull myself out of my body in hopes of trying to regain some kind of control and when I would open my eyes to like see like my surroundings I would find myself in my room so it was my room but it was the upside down I shit you not guys and this was I think this was like right before Stranger Things came out like it's not like oh my brain created this because I saw Stranger Things and no this was before Stranger Things okay um so I'm telling y'all if there's some truth to this shit (laughs) god damn um there's a limbo and i spent a lot of time in that in that limbo realm it was very scary and creepy reflecting on that time in my life it showed me that there was another realm like a literal upside down where these lower vibrational entities and creatures would chill in and that's where like my consciousness would slip into and I feel like this correlated definitely to the circumstances that I was in Um, I would just slip into these into this realm this limbo this upside down like all the time every fucking night guys like this happened for like (sighs) over the span of maybe like five years but the last two years were peak every night at one point literally every night every fucking night yeah so those experiences growing up clearly i had quite the predisposition to these supernatural occurrences so that dark stuff aside i would be visited by like family members that passed away I shit you not. Oh my god. Like, I wouldn't physically see them, but I would feel them. I would hear their voice in my mind. I would literally, my whole body would, like, chills. And it was sacred. It was literally sacred. A gift. That's the gift. That's one of the gifts I have. I could channel the dead. I have access to this, like, other world. And sleep paralysis doesn't happen to me as often anymore as it did. But it still happens here and there. And when it does, I don't freak out anymore. I had so much time to get. (laughs) Uh, I understand. So when I started meditating back in 2020, it was mainly with breath work. And if anyone out there is struggling with sleep paralysis, breath will bring you back to your body. Swear to God. That's that's what works for me every time now. Inhale for four, hold for seven, exhale for eight. Or do the box method. Inhale for four, hold for four, exhale for four. But what works for me is three, seven, 